When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Alana McQuaid from The Incentivist, and this is the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast. Good day, everyone. I'm your host, Andrew Ross. Now, there's a whole generation of uh, folks in the aftermarket uh, who uh, have uh, near as much uh, seen the world uh, as part of their involvement with the industry. Now, a good portion of this travel has been provided uh, through uh, incentive travel programs. Uh, now, during this pandemic, of course, uh, traveling is problematic to say the least, but it's still something that has become uh, kind of a cornerstone for uh, marketing programs, affinity programs for the aftermarket. So uh, joining me today is uh, Alana McQuaid, uh, who is the uh, publisher of The Incentivist, uh, which uh, deals specifically with the incentive travel uh, industry. And uh, so we're here to talk, she's here with me to talk about uh, what the outlook is. And uh, 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 good day, Alana, how are you? Hi, Andrew, I'm doing really well. Thrilled to be talking with you. Oh, great, thanks for joining me today. Uh, now. Just kind of to start at the beginning, uh, like why uh, why do we have incentive travel to begin with? I mean, what from a business standpoint, what what purpose does it serve? Well, if you're passionate about incentive travel like I am, then you do a little bit of history checking, and we go way back to when people were first incented with reward and recognition, and we would look at gold watches maybe after 50 years of working for a company, we would look at later on money would become a motivator. But what they discovered when the world opened up to travel was the premium incentive that really gets people to want to hit a goal would be travel. When you add corporate and you add um, colleagues to that, it becomes something altogether different. So it's not an individual my spouse and I are going somewhere. It's I'm going to be meeting with the CEO, with my colleagues, and they're rewarding me so I get some bragging rights. It's become something that most major corporations, whether it's pharmaceutical, automotive, um, manufacturing, recognize that to supplement whatever compensation package they have to get the best of the best, they need to put a travel program in with it. So it's really developed in Canada over the last maybe 60 years, where it's now become something that uh, employers speak about at the time of hiring new recruits. Right, right. Now, a lot of the programs that, that uh, you know, I see, uh, you know, reach out beyond the specific corporations to, to uh, uh, whether they're associate, uh, associates, uh, part of a uh, the the parts distribution chain or uh, roping in, uh, linking in uh, uh, the independent garages as part of a banner program where they, uh, you know, can go off to, uh, uh, you know, locations that, that, you know, most most of the time they, they either wouldn't plan for it, uh, they're very busy, usually small businesses, or it's become uh, almost an... Uh, uh, you know, part of the part of the cornerstone of, of the of these programs, where 
you know, it's like, yes, I love the pricing. I love the training. I love this. But, you know, every year we get to go to, you know, Ireland or Scotland or to, you know, the Bahamas or, you know, sometimes, you know, Mexico, whatever, you know, where does that kind of aspect fit into it again, beyond just saying, oh, well, you know, why don't we, you know, give you a rebate? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you go back to um, human nature is what we're trying to do with these incentive programs, you're trying to move the bar. Uh, I read once that 20% of people will really never do what you want. They're dead weight in corporations. Uh, They just work to five o'clock. They're done. They're home. Nothing. You can't inspire them with anything. Then there's the top 20 that might not even be as much as 20, that no matter what you do, they're going to excel because it's just in their nature. That's who they are. Those are the toughest people to hold on to in a corporation, because right. if you're not giving them what they need, and that's a great you know, environment, compensation, financial compensation, and something extra, then they're looking elsewhere because your competition is trying to get them. So what they looked at is, if you know anything about Maslow's theory of needs, it's the bottom rung is just to feed your family, shelter, home, security. You start moving up that ladder, that pyramid. Uh, And the middle is really, well, I'm doing quite well now. I've got some money. Uh, I have some respect within my organization and they want to reward and recognize me. That's an incentive travel level. So the first is just, you know, uh, I just need my paycheck. The next step is I need something more than my paycheck. I need recognition. The next step from that is, and if we go right to the top of the pyramid, it's almost self-actualization. So it's saying, been there, done that, ran everything. Now I need to get something special. That level, you're looking at programs where they would take, say, uh, within the automotive industry, the dealers that own dealerships, that are millionaires themselves, that can do anything they really want to. But the one thing they can't do is form a group of themselves and then to be taken somewhere that's spectacular. So there's all levels within incentive travel. And to break it down to the the I would not the bottom level, but let's say the least expense or the least uh, cost involved would be something like in a call center, something like a, um, a garage where they say, if you hit this target, we will take you away for three nights. You're coming with all the gang and we're going to go down and have a great time in Florida or something like that. The next level up from that is to say, we have this target. We're asking you to not just hit 100%, but now hit 110%. And in order to do that, you really have to push yourself. That level then would look to take a spouse and a significant other. Everything is paid for. And uh, you're rubbing shoulders with people within your company. So there's a reward and then there's a recognition. The recognition to, we'll say, car dealerships and dealers and the rest is to say, thank you for supporting our organization. We want to take you away and knock your socks off. So within the incentive travel uh, field, there's all different levels. If I go back to saying 10 to 20 percent will always do the best because that's who they are. There's 60% then within human behavior that we can shift. And if you just shift slightly within a a company, you're looking at improving sales, improving productivity, um, thanking your organization, showing recognition. So that's why these programs are so much more important than saying, we're going to, if you hit your target, we'll give you additional money. We will give you, you know, 10% of what, because the person says, well, of course you have to give me that. You owe me that. 
you're asking me to work harder. But if I give you a trip to Hawaii that I'm able to promote all year round, so that when we start with the target saying we want you to hit 10% more of your normal quota, then I can advertise all year round and promote come on guys, we're going to Hawaii, you've only got to hit this and you're coming, you're bringing your spouse, we're giving you the time off work. It's not your holiday, it's free time. And that of course is everybody wants that. Uh, But you have to hit your target. If I give you cash, it's in my pocket and spent the next day, I'm paying credit card bills and, and I can't promote cash. I can't say, you know, Andrew, if you hit this, and I put it up in a wall, we're going to give you an additional $5,000 this year. Very crass. Nobody does that, right? And the other is it becomes an absolute entitlement then. Travel, on the other hand, we went to um, Jamaica this year. Next year, they're talking about Hawaii. And the year after that, they're talking about Tahiti. So it motivates people to want to continue to do that. The other big thing is you're coming home to your spouse and saying, well, we can go to, you know, Tahiti. So they're going to do as much as they can to encourage you to hit your target. So everybody's coming at you at once. And the other thing is if you don't hit your target, oh, you're the guy that didn't get on the program. All your colleagues are going. So it's a very, um, it's a great psychological tool to make people, you know, move in the direction that you want them to move in. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And one of one of the things, uh, you know, that I've heard from uh, both, uh, you know, the garage owners and, and, uh, you know, others, as well as, uh, you know, the the auto parts uh, wholesalers, uh, the owners, I mean, you know, some of them, again, as you mentioned, have been very successful and and could uh, very easily afford much of these, uh, you know, uh, trips themselves. Uh, But but because they tend to be done as a as a group of uh, mm-hmm. I'll call them the best of the best uh, yeah. you know yeah. they 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 get that opportunity to uh, to share an experience absolutely and you know uh, no matter how much money you have you can buy anything but you can't buy 200 people that have come to Australia, to Sydney, and you're going to the opera house and you're going behind the scenes to meet the stars of the opera house. And there's a huge gala dinner. And, you know, you get to dress to the hilts, you get to dance the night away. Uh, I'll give you an example of a program that wasn't much a program, but it was a group of travel professionals that I took to Northern Ireland for three days. And we met with lords and ladies, dukes and duchesses. We met with the head of the constabulatory, uh, minister of tourism, all of that. And the last night in Belfast was at the Culloden Hotel, gorgeous, a former bishop's palace. And Van Morrison uh, did a concert for us. Those are the kind of things that you go... Wow. So I suppose absolutely, uh, you know, if you're a billionaire, you can organize anything, but you won't have that shared experience of the trophy value, we'll call it, of you being a part of this group that excelled, that are the best of the best within your organization. And again, those are the kind of programs that they put money into. And if you think people say, oh, we can't afford an incentive program. So we say to them, but if you're asking people to hit a target, the incremental revenue, whether it's in productivity and sales, whatever it is, should surely pay the part of the incentive program that's costing you money. The rest is great. The rest is just gravy uh, uh, revenue that's coming through the company. So, you know, automotive, again, companies and pharmaceuticals, they recognize that, that if we want to push our people to a certain 
uh, target, the only way we're going to do it is, of course, make them happy and comfortable in the environment they're in and fairly compensate, but also offer this um, this carrot, this incentive trip that's going to top the last one they were on last year. And then you have people that will boast and say, I've been on the last you know, 12 incentive programs. You're doing pretty good then. You're a top performer. It's about that. It's yeah, about that. Yeah. So and it's about it's trophy value to it as trophy well. Trophy value is so important. That's what really it's all about. And again, money can't give you trophy trophy value because you can't really talk about it. It's a crass thing to talk about. Oh, I got a check for five thousand dollars. And then throughout the lifespan of we call them contests sometimes, you know, how many people are going to be on this program is dependent on how many people hit their target. Right. So yeah you have to keep encouraging them as the year goes on before the actual trip. And to do that, we're able to do lots of things like sending postcards from, we'll say, uh, where, uh, Ireland to say, can't wait to see it. This is the hotel manager saying, can't wait to see you then or e-blasts that go out, you know, with recipes. We're going to, we're, going to go and make some pizza in um, Venice. And this is the pizza place sending you something to say, this is what we're doing. So it's all of those. And I know you and I touched the other day on the idea of, there's a, a word that was used, bantered around the last few years of experiential travel. Right. And if anything, I guess today to, to let you know is that that's what people are looking for today. It used to be the idea of feed me, entertain me, show me, let me just sit and be in luxury kind of idea for these topper, these higher end ones. Mm -hmm. Today, it's what can I do while I'm there? I want to come home different than when I left. I want this to be an experience of a lifetime, no matter where I'm going. And how they do that is by looking at integrating within the programs, things like um, building homes for habitat for What's it called? Habitat for Humanity. For human or... Habitat for Humanity. They get involved with the local organizations. So the group that goes down, of course, they're staying in beautiful five-star hotels. They have the best of food, fantastic entertainment, great sightseeing, but they're also giving back a little bit, which makes them feel good about themselves. This is what we did here. This is what we did there. So that was for, for quite a few years, maybe four or five, everybody's talking about how terrific all this experiential travel is. Now there's a new word called transformational. So what they want to do with, uh, with participants of these programs is to give them something that they can use in their life, whether it's learning uh, how to cook, learning how to ride a horse, learning if there's a part of when they come home, they've got another skill in their life that they may not have before. Now, of course, you don't learn how to to be a fantastic chef in an afternoon at a hotel. But the idea is that we're doing different things other than just being taken care of, right? Right. right. Um, yeah. And so back to your point about, you know, these people with a lot of money can do whatever they want. The one thing that happens with an incentive program as well is that everything is taken care of for you. You don't have to worry about how, who's picking me up at the airport. You don't have to worry about, you know, when I get to the hotel, where should I go? What should I do? Everything is organized and organized to the group's uh, dynamics, you know, um, right. organized on their level of where they are, maybe physically, where they are mentally, you know, what 
this organization, what's their interest, all of that sort of thing is taken into account. So it really provides the um, attendee with truly a trip of a lifetime that they don't have to worry about the little things and they're surrounded constantly about people saying, good for you, congratulations, thank you so much, we're doing this for you. I'd like to go on one myself. Oh, I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just <laughs> let's saying. Let's go, you, let's you, go. <laughs> you, make, you make me want to hop on a plane and go somewhere. Uh... Well, and so think of that, that's how a corporation inspires people with incentive travel. So the guy says, great, where do I start? I'm working late tonight. Honey, I'm not coming home. You know, I got to hit my target because we're going. Plus, when the planners, who are the people that organize these things, when they go into these organizations, they show wonderful videos, beautiful pictures. Oftentimes they'll bring in costume people that dance and do all sorts of things. And then everyone is super excited about what it is. And the corporation itself is sitting back and saying, oh good, you know, this is a great way to keep going now. I don't have to stop. I don't have to have one meeting. Now we're gonna start putting posters up. Now the CEO is gonna send, you know, the email out to the guy to say, hey, I noticed you're at this number. If you hit this number, you're with us. Those yeah. are the kind of things too. And that's yeah. why it's so successful. Yeah, sure, for sure. Now, I guess the $64,000 question these days is, uh, what's the outlook? I mean, I, we have a lot of question marks on travel these days and it seems to be, unless you're a, you know, an elected official, uh, you, yeah. you take some pause in, uh, yeah. in your international travel. Right. Um, right. So, you know, what, what, uh, what's the industry uh, thinking at, at this point, understanding, of course, that these things, you know, are uh, movable, uh, yeah. movable yeah. around these yeah. days. We'll be right back after this. Did you know that Delphi Technologies is the only OE full-line fuel supplier? Go with the global aftermarket supplier with over 3,200 SKUs covering more than 280 million vehicles in operation and with parts tested in OE durability and reliability conditions to ensure a quality fit and performance. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Well, first of all, the most important thing to a corporation is that if they do a program and they bring people, that they're safe. They're safe from, you know, uh, COVID-19. They're safe from unrest, you know, social unrest. Uh, they're safe from, you know, take them into the hurricane season, the tornado season. Those are all things that they think about and talk about first and foremost. So a lot of programs that were booked and ready to go, of course, once we knew what COVID really was, were just canceled. Many were canceled outright and many were said, okay, we'll put a pause and when we know what's happening, we'll look at it again. So what's so important, of course, is to look at every country and say what's happening in these countries. One of the biggest, uh, I would say, issues um, for the US, which is a huge um, pull to the Canadian market, you know, same language, same food, gorgeous locations, historical, all of that, um, easy to get to, all of that is factors in why the U.S. from Las Vegas to New York to California to New Orleans, Florida, all of that is always in the mix when it comes to incentive travel uh, and also on the different levels, you know, so the basic program right up to, wow, private planes into, you know, uh, California, wine regions, whatever it might be. So two things, unfortunately, one, um, and not to be political, but Trump caused quite a bit of concern for people 
just do we want to go to the U.S. Right. Yep. Already, do we want to go? Then you get COVID on top of that, and it's like, no, we're not going to the U.S. And on top of that, you get what just happened January 6th. So you get, no, California is in a horrible position right now. So planners have to speak to their um, clients and say, well, if that's not what's happening right now, let's look at other places. Let's look at Italy, Spain, Ireland. So then it's really important that these countries are able to say, here's what we've done for COVID. Here's our, uh, you know, our infection rates, here's our death rates, here, all of that, so that people start thinking about it. I would say, I predict that um, since the Canadians have been told that by September we'll have everybody vaccinated, fantastic. If the world is vaccinating people and people start feeling comfortable, they'll start to travel again. Canadians will always travel, it doesn't matter what, because we are, like the Australians, wanders we want to get out we want to see things you know we don't necessarily want to find home when we go away we want to find what's authentic in a destination so they will always have that and incentive travel will continue to go my prediction is that you'll start seeing bookings being made for uh the fall to travel in 2022 right you know I really don't in my heart think that by September when, and that's a very big incentive travel time period, September, October, middle of November, then it start, then it ends at Christmas over New Year, starts again, January, February, March, April. Summer months, no. Most corporations, you know, people are on vacation, especially in Canada with cold weather, we look to the summer to enjoy some heat. So you find those January, quarter one, two, and September. Uh, are when people travel. So I really think that we're going to see a lot of movement happen with companies saying, where should we go? What should we do this year, but not travel until 2022. And then you think, so that means a corporation that for every single year have multiple levels of incentive travel from the basic right to the you know top echelon uh, have missed two years of incentive travel. And to miss two years of incentive travel, when they do come back, they're going to say, we've got to get our numbers up. We've got to get our people motivated again. We've spent a lot of money on just what we had to do to be you know, compliant with uh, health regulations. But our people are a bit fatigued. We want to really show them something great. Uh, so I think from what I've heard from a lot of people, they're looking further afield. They're looking at places like Japan. Australia, where, you know, when you talk about incentive program, you're not talking about a month away, you usually talk about a week. Uh, 10 days is a long time for an incentive program, four days, five days, seven days, eight days max, and then so these long hauls where, you know, um, historically are, are used only to really incent top level, they're expensive, top level, and then they purchase beforehand and afterhand travel sort of thing. Right. 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 So I think Europe is going to experience uh, Britain. Of course, when you talk about England right now, it's not a place to go either, right? Not that we right. can go anywhere, really. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, there's, you know, there's concerns about everywhere, but I think everywhere. When, when you look at some of, you know, the, the New Zealand and, yeah. and, uh, and you mentioned Japan, yeah. I mean, these are places which are, are uh, certainly known to have been very successful at keeping their COVID rates down. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, that's a big comfort level. I mean, I, yeah. I guess, you know, you certainly don't want as a somebody who is in charge at an organization putting together a program for 
your your uh, you know corporate team members and your customers to then have to turn around you know six months in again and say oh you know turns out that's not safe right, right. So you want right. to go somewhere where they've they've got some proven history of being able right. to to manage this situation that's right, right. That's right. And, you know, really, Andrew, a lot is up in the air. You know, we can all speculate what we think and what we don't think. These new viruses that are now coming out as well has thrown another, you know, banner into the whole thing. So it really is. um, We know that it will come back. There's no question about it. We know that it's the best way to reward and incent, um, you know, employees or uh, customers, clients, however you look at it. Uh, the best way to do it. Whether we can do it this year, no. Next year, hopefully, things will come back around and we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that, you know, there's a, myself and a lot of uh, people in the aftermarket are looking forward to being able to join their colleagues, you know, in, in their oh, extended organizations on, yeah. on these trips down the road. And, and yeah. uh, so it sounds like uh, we, we need to still wait a, wit, a bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know we're we're all I'm sure looking forward to when we can you know all get together and, and sure uh, it's very much like the conferences and events and you know it's not just about incentive travel is is one part of group travel you know but there's other going to conferences going to trade shows where you can show your wares when you can meet your you know your colleagues from other countries or other provinces or whatever it is to come together you know to look at um, benchmarking and best practices and all of that, you know, uh, for the company to show our, their support on a larger level than the individual. Those things are all suffering right now as well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and the idea that, that Zoom calls and teleconferences and all that will replace, you know, um, contact with people, physical contact is kind of, you know, for what we have to go through right now, but it will come back where people want to look at people, talk to people, you know, um, yeah. And Absolutely. All sure right, Alana, uh, thank yeah. you very much for, for uh, joining me today. Alana McQuaid, uh, publisher of The Incentivist, look them up. Yeah. Uh, they do have a, a newsletter to keep you informed if you are involved in the incentive travel end of things for your organization, or if you just want to stay informed about uh, uh, what, what uh, is entailed and what's out there. Uh, I'm Andrew Ross, your host here. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me today. Be safe, be strong. We will see you soon. You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of Chat Integrated Media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at delphiaftermarket.com.